it's been a whirlwind week already, and it's just Tuesday. Um, wrote the book. Many of you already know. Um, the book is out on Kindle and on and for paperback for my new book for voiceover domination. It's out there. It's already blowing up. I'm amazed at the response to the book already. The reviews that have been coming in for the book from for you guys have just been blowing my mind. I'm so glad that you're liking the content that I'm producing um, in this book because it is really for you. I really want to see everyone win. I want to see people actually get out here and do the things that need to be done in order to really build that successful voiceover career that you want. I mean, that is what you want, right? You want to build a successful voiceover career. I know it may be kind of frustrating. It may be kind of hard. It seems um, even at times to really build what you need to build. But let me just tell you, if you do the work, you take that grind and don't quit mentality. And you actually do, I mean, you execute on what it is, the things that I've been telling you guys for over two years now, it's like, it's all in the execution and not getting frustrated. And one of the things that I see so many times is that people try and do too much. And what I mean by that, maybe it's not that you try and do too much, but you don't give anything enough time to actually solidify and work in your sales and marketing. You know, you'll watch this YouTube video or you'll read this blog and you'll say, oh, that sounds like a good strategy. Let me go try that. And then all of a sudden, some other voice actor puts up a post about, oh, this worked for me. So you forget about that and you go and try something else. And through all of that, it just causes confusion. It just causes you to feel like I can't do anything right. And it's just not the case. The case is that you need to solidify what it is that you actually want to focus in on. You need to pick one thing, two things, max, that you're going to try and do in order to grow your voiceover business. So I'm extremely excited. Um, I just finished about maybe half hour, 45 minutes ago, finished the audiobook. So that should be released soon here on, it'll be released on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes as well is going to um, have that. So it said it's going to take like seven to 14 business days, but I know that ACX normally doesn't take that long in order to release the book. So I'm excited that I got everything done. Uh, the first thing that came out was the Kindle edition. Um, the second thing was obviously the paperback and now just finishing up on the audiobook and submitted all the audio files for that. So just waiting for ACX to go ahead and populate that out where it needs to be populated. And I'll let you folks know when it becomes live. Hopefully it'll be by the end of the week. I'm hoping it's going to be by the end of the week that it actually comes out. But with all that being said, I'm like stunned at the response to the Kindle version. It is the number one book in its ranking um, on Kindle. And I'm, I've am i never seen that before for anything that I've put out. Well, I've only put out one other book, which you guys already know is Steps to Voiceover Success. That book is still blowing up. I can't believe how much that, I mean, but I understand now. I did a lot of research on marketing and sales for books and how to do them. And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, keywords and stuff like that. And I looked up just voiceover and was surprised that my book steps to voiceover success is in the top 15, just putting in the word voiceover or the two words voiceover or whatever. Um, being Having that book in that ranking is amazing and outperforming 
so many other books out there that are on voiceover. It's it's crazy to me uh, the response and the continued reviews that come in for those books. But the one thing that I know is that they're extremely helpful. The book, the first book that I put out last, I guess it was, was it in November, December when I put out Steps to Voiceover Success, the first book? Um, it's just got some of the best information that's out there. Some real strategies to actually dig into and use, which is helping so many different people out. And from the reviews that have come in and from the emails that I get still on that book, blow my mind. So I'm excited to see what's going to be happening now with this brand new book, Voiceover Domination. I'm extremely proud of it. I'm extremely proud of the content that's involved in that book. And it's going to get you, it's going to get you far. I can say that it's those two books combined. That's what you need to start a voiceover business. I'm not even kidding. The, uh, the book for steps to voiceover success, as well as voiceover domination, my new release, those two books are going to, they're going to get you really, really far in what it is that you're trying to do in your voiceover business. So I was thinking this morning about more than a few things. Um, and I'm excited because also tomorrow Conchita is going to be on with me live. So I'm excited about that. That's going to be happening. By the way, if you're in here, give me a hey, hello, whatever. And um, so I can respond to you and all that kind of stuff. I have a nephew, an amazing track star, Joel Bowers. He's uh, about to be a senior. Um, he's in Virginia. Just He just took a trip out to North Carolina, um, one of the uh, colleges that are out there. He's an amazing track star. It's I'm not even saying this because, you know, he's running at Olympic speeds. No kidding. Um, he's got a lot of different schools looking at him. So I'm excited for his future. His father, um, Lamar, was a track star in college as well. That's where he and my sister met, um, was back in their college days. And they run a very successful business in Virginia as well. And I started thinking about my track days. Now, I was no track star at all. Um, wasn't the fastest runner, um, but I also did the shot put. And I'm bringing this story up because I think it's very relevant to a lot of things that go on with many of you because they, it happened to me. I remember, let's see, this is going all the way back to 1987, 1987, the year that I graduated from high school and we made it to state. Our track team made it to state and I was um, and the event for the shot put wasn't the best shot putter. I think I might've weighed 160 pounds back then. Um, a lot more now, but, but um, <laughs> I was in the event for the shot put and you basically got three opportunities to do your best, um, throw. And I use the, some people use the spin method. If you're a shot putter, you know what I mean? You use the spin method and you whirl around and you throw it. I use the kick method, kind of cocking my leg back a couple times and turning around and throwing it. That was the best style for me. I could not learn the spin method. It was not happening. Um, was going up against guys. They were just huge and they were throwing that thing like it was like an egg or something. Um, and this is an eight pound shot put. I believe that's what it was. It was an eight pound shot put. So I do my first, I go on my first try, didn't do very well. And I knew I wasn't going to do extremely well. I just knew I had to compete and did the second throw, not much better. 
But there was something about that third throw. Don't really know what it was. But have you ever had something happen to you and you did it and you knew it was spot on? It felt different from anything you'd ever done before. It felt like the universe and the planets and the stars all aligned for you in this one particular moment. When I went for that third throw and I released that ball, that eight pound metal ball, I knew I had done it the absolute best that I had ever done it before through all the hundreds of practice throws throughout the season, through all the different competitions, that last throw, my last opportunity, my last time I would ever throw a shot put. I never threw a shot put after that. I graduated, went on into the United States Air Force, so on and so forth. It was over. But that ball released out of my hands, out of my hand. And it went farther than I ever had thrown that ball. It wasn't about my strength. I was a strong guy. I always been strong, but I wasn't as strong as these other cats that were out there. I can tell you that. Wasn't, but you know, I was strong, wasn't the strongest guy. And what I realized from that experience is that, and I did beat some folks, by the way, I realized that it's not about the strength it's about the technique because I had the technique and I executed it flawlessly. At least that's how I felt it was because it felt completely different from any other throw I had done before. My martial arts teacher had a saying and he would say, you know, we would, um, when I reached black belt level, he would, he started talking about owning the technique. It's one thing to know what to do. Okay, this is the move. This is how you do the move. That's the technical part of it. It's a whole other thing to understand and realize and own the technique. It's actually a part of who it is that you are. And I'm talking, I'm going to go into talking about your business because this is what this is about. So with the shot put, it wasn't about my strength. It was about the technique and it became a part of who it is that I was. And even when my martial arts teacher would talk about, um, I guess throughout my thirties, twenties and thirties, I was heavily into martial arts. Um, he would say when I would do a movement, he's like, you don't own it yet. He could see, I knew the move but I did not own the move. It wasn't natural. It wasn't coming from me naturally. It was a technical type of thing. It was very clinical, if I can use that term. In your marketing, it's not about being the most clever. It's about being authentically you, owning it. To the point where what you're putting out is so much who you are, it's just a part of you and it comes out exactly how it should come out from you. 
This is why I don't believe in cookie cutter programs. I don't believe that they work. When you own your marketing, when you own it, and you haven't just gone around and copied and pasted from other websites, or you think this sounds slick, or this sounds good, and I want to put this copy on my website or in my email. When you own your marketing and it's authentically who you are, no one, no one can beat you. We try and practice so many different things. And it's funny because I just came, another martial arts analogy just came up for me. Bruce Lee had a saying. He's not scared of the man that knows a thousand kicks. He's scared of the man that has practiced one kick a thousand times. You understand? It's not about all the things you can do. It's about what is the thing you do better than anyone else. And I can tell you one thing that you do better than anyone else. I can tell all of you the one thing you do better than anyone else. And that's being you. No one else can beat you. And when your marketing reflects exactly who it is that you are, the copy on the page, the whatever it is that you're putting out, the Facebook post, the LinkedIn post or whatever, when it is authentically who you are, you attract people that are attracted to that. And those people that become your clients are the best clients you will ever have. On that day, my last day throwing the shot put, I placed sixth place. It was the last place you could place. But I placed sixth place and I beat everybody that was below me. And there was a bunch of schools that were out there and I wasn't even expecting to place. There was, if you guys saw, and some of you that are martial artists out there, you might get a lot more of these analogies a lot deeper than someone that hasn't practiced martial arts. There's this saying, it's called Budo. The martial arts that I took was from Gimbukan. And it's called Ninpo, N-I-N-P-O. It's the, um, the uh, traditional Japanese martial art for the ninja. And in the movie, The Last Samurai with, um, who's that guy um, that played it? You know, he's got the new movie out now. Um I can't even think of the name of the movie, uh, but he's got a new movie that's coming out now. I plan to go see it. Short actor. I don't know why I can't call his name. I have no idea. But anyway, if you saw The Last Samurai, you know who the star of the movie was. It'll probably come to me after the after this goes off, right? He was performing or learning with a master swordsman. And there were some people off to the side working. And I remember the guy that shot the bow and arrow and he had just gotten beaten. And the guy with the bow and arrow came over to him and he said, too many mind. And it's a part of what Budo is. And I'm going to, exp- I don't know why I'm going down this path, but I just feel like I got to. He said, too many mind. You're thinking about the people watching. You're thinking about the other swordsmen. You're thinking about the kids playing. He said, too many mind. One mind. 
And it's how you have to authentically think about what it is that you do for your marketing. It's one mind. It's not everything. And here's the other thing about Budo. When you're taking martial arts, in particular, Japanese martial arts, they showed it in a way in the movie. And also in a couple other films that I've seen that showed Budo the best way I'd ever seen it. And it was when um, in The Last Samurai, uh, he was escaping with his teacher and all this other kind of stuff. And he was, and he was surrounded by a, like three, four, five guys. And they all had swords and he didn't have a sword. And you saw him defeat all of the people that were around him. And then what happened is the, then you saw the actual fight. There's only two movies that I've seen that did this. Because one of the things that's said in the art of war is that the battle is won before you start the fight. And in Budo, one of the things that you learn is, and they showed this in the movie, The Last Samurai, he saw himself defeating every opponent. He saw exactly what they would do. He knew what they would do and how they would come at him. He saw it in his mind first, and that's what they showed you. They showed you in black and white the fight happening and you thought it was the fight. And then all of a sudden it zoomed, went back and he's about to fight them again. And the fight unfolded exactly how he saw it in his mind. It's basically another word. Maybe you want to use is reverse engineering in your sales and marketing. You've got to reverse engineer and you've got to see how, what it is that you're doing is going to unfold. There has to be a reason why you use the words that you use. There has to be a reason why you make the video that you make and how you make that video. Because it has to reach and target a very specific, I was going to say audience, but person. Because you don't want to think about a mass. That's like too many mind, right? What I was saying before. You want to have in a nutshell, an avatar of your ideal client, whether it's someone you've done work with before because you're an experienced voice actor. If you're not, it's someone that you want to do business with. And that's who you talk to. Sales and marketing is the lifeblood of everything that every business owner has to do. It's sales and marketing. And if you're not an expert at that, your business will never grow. And if you try and do it like someone else does it, and it's not authentically who you are, it won't work. This is why you have to really reach down deep and discover these things. And it's one of the things that I'm going to be dealing heavily with in the mastermind for Succeed on Demand. Um, I talk about it in the book, but it's one of those things where if you're not authentically you, you can't sustain it. The words on the page won't sound like you. The things that you say in words and videos won't sound like you. It won't feel like you. And there's something about each of us on the inside that we can tell that. We can tell when someone's real and when they're fake. We can tell that just as easily as, you know, maybe to a lesser standard, you know, when someone's reading a script or not or whatever. But when you authentically are you, because no one else can beat you being you. But here's the thing. Many people are scared to be that vulnerable. People described me. I, I put out a Facebook post. Hey, list the three adjectives that you think describe how it is that I teach, you know, the things that I teach. 
intensity came across, passion came across as one of the adjectives from you guys and gals. Um, tenacity came out, um, real came out. Um, it, it's all these different things. And so everything that I do, I understand now more of what it is that people look for from me. And so those are the kind of things that I can do authentically. It's what I do all the time, every day. I don't have to question. I don't have to wonder, should I say this? Should I do that? And too many people worry about the people that aren't ever going to buy from them. Too many people are worried about offending someone with the things that they say or offending someone with the thing that they post. Well, if you're being you, the people that are like you and the businesses that are like you are going to do business with you because those are the things they appreciate. Again, this is why I don't believe in cookie cutter programs. I don't believe you can just go take this course and all of a sudden you're doing great or it's going to change your life dramatically or it's going to offer you that transformation that you actually are looking for in your business. Cookie cutter stuff does not work. That's why I deal with unique strategies with the people that I coach and teach inside of Succeed On Demand. You can get information on Succeed On Demand right at the website, stepstovoiceoversuccess.com. You'll see it. It's towards the top. Just click on it. You'll watch one of the videos that I just made and you can schedule an appointment to talk to me. See, I don't let just anyone and succeed on demand. I don't. I let people in that I know I can help based on a conversation that we have. I figure you out and you have a deeper opportunity to figure out if I'm the coach that you think can actually get you to the result that you are looking to get to. And the only outcome that I look to get to and succeed on demand, more clients and more money, high-end clients. That's it. That's the outcome. Well, I think I've said everything that I wanted to say today. Um, I didn't know that I would go down the path that I went today, but I just let it come out as it came. So I hope that it made sense. If you missed something in the beginning, rewind, go back. This video is going to be posted. I'll probably put this up on YouTube and I'll probably use this as a podcast as well. You know, so if you want to listen to the podcast, you can find it just about everywhere. Actually, if you go to steps to voiceoversuccess.com and scroll down a bit, you'll see everywhere you can hear my podcast, just in audio form. Obviously, you know how to connect with me on YouTube. So um, I want to thank you folks that tuned in. Um, didn't get an opportunity to say hi to anyone. So um, but I appreciate you coming in and I appreciate you watching this video. Um, if you want to share it out, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, same time. We're going to have Conchita Congo on voiceover extraordinaire. Wow, does she have a great voice? So we're going to have her on tomorrow and be talking with her. So I hope you guys have an awesome and an amazing day and I'll see you guys tomorrow.